Hey you guys, I'm Alicia. And I'm David, and on this episode of The Parenting Show, we're gonna be talking about why we decided not to sleep train. So, <laughs> sorry. So, uh, this this episode is not going to get really into too many specifics as far as different research, uh, different studies, um, and, and various. Mm-hmm. Uh, what am I trying to say? Pieces of research or, or research studies. Um, I'm just sounding real ignorant right now. But basically, we're not going to get too much into the research that supports our positions, uh, as much as we are just going to talk about what our positions are, because we want in this channel to have transparency, and we want you to know where we're coming from when we discuss things. And so we figured we'd start off with a video on why we personally chose to not sleep train and to co-sleep mm-hmm. instead, and just to talk about that and how that's gone for us. Sophie's now three and, and some change some change uh, a, a younger three and uh and we can talk about how it's been going for mm-hmm. the last three and a half years um so why don't you introduce uh your yeah. thoughts on it and why we well, sleep train so even before i had kids i was pretty much set that i wanted to not just co-sleep but bed share so mm-hmm. you know um co-sleeping is baby in the room room sharing but I wanted like the baby neck like to me that made sense like that she would be right next to me in my opinion I was like nursing would be so much easier because I'm just right there it's a piece of cake be like really so for me it it wasn't really it was intentional even before it became a thing yeah um and then we had um a C-section instead that we were not prepared for right. um, or planning for. But um, that put me in a position where I physically had a difficult time getting up and out of bed and moving around. And so co-sleeping kind of shifted from something that I wanted to do to it became almost necessary because it was just so much easier and so much more convenient to not have to try to roll and get out of bed or you know move her and whatever it was a lot easier to just be in the bed already right and we're not advocating to let convenience drive your parenting decisions that can often lead to bad decisions but it just so happened that in this case it was actually really convenient to have her with you because you had just gone through a serious surgery. Mm-hmm. So that makes but a lot of sense. you were not interested in co-sleeping no, right away. I, I had more of a, a mainstream perspective on it just because I, I've, I've never, I've, I've never been immersed into the child, what would you call it? The child care environment, child uh, world, child development. Um, you know, I was just not aware of all of it. And so everything that I knew or thought I, I, all of my, all the impressions that I had of it were basically mainstream impressions. And so the mainstream impression is co-sleeping is dangerous because I'm, my big butt's going to roll over on this little infant and I don't want to be in bed with a small, tiny, itty bitty, scrunchy baby that can't even lift her head. And then, you know, I, I know that I sleep deeply. And so it just made sense to me. I wouldn't want to sleep mm-hmm. with that infant between us. Um, but I mean, uh, but she wasn't between us. She was, like, on my other side. Like, oh, yeah. Well, because I don't really remember. Us. So when we started out, basically, you wouldn't let her be in the middle. Mm-mm, no. Yeah. Because there are... there are, And so There's, what I came to know, uh, basically, is, is, like, 
well, I started, my starting point was, I don't think co-sleeping is a good idea. And we've talked about this in another video where open communication about like being on the same page as parents. Yeah. Um, I think was our last parenting episode, actually. Okay. Um, so same, how to be a team and be on the same page. So for us, that meant, you know, we each had a position. I don't think co-sleeping is a good idea. I did. You had wanted to co-sleep for a long time and, and had a lot of reasons for it. So we allowed a conversation to happen. And um, it was not... I don't know how many conversations it took for co-sleeping, but I immediately recognized the superiority of the position mm-hmm. of it, of room sharing and co-sleeping in general uh, versus your your itty-bitty baby sleeping in another room mm-hmm. uh, than you alone in the dark. I mean, uh, versus being in the room with you. Like, it just made sense with me uh, cognitively as well as emotionally, and, and uh, it just made a lot of sense. And mm-hmm. so... Um, it's not like I just deferred to to your to, to her judgment because she has a lot of experience and she's uh, seen all of this happen in real time with all the families that you've worked with. But like, yeah. you made really great points. You you've pointed me towards great studies and research great that study. showed that this is superior. So it's not I, I didn't cling to my impressions from mm-hmm. you know the general normal understanding of it. I was like, yeah, let's co-sleep like and no getting up to take care of the baby at night like everyone was warning us about how you're not going to get any sleep sleep. it's going to be awful you're just not going to sleep at all for the first however long and it's like you (laughs) know we're actually not even going to get out of bed right except to probably pee yeah but like because i know you (laughs) you probably have to pee a lot (laughs) but like (laughs) yeah like you woke up uh to get help her find milkies but like other than that, um, though, I mean... Yeah, so because we were breastfeeding and co-sleeping, there's no waking up and making bottles. So our situation is unique in that... Right. Well, it's, it, that's what it was. We were breastfeeding and co-sleeping, and, and bed sharing specifically. So mm-hmm. for you, it was a lot easier. And for me, I literally didn't have to wake up and make bottles. And, and I remember, too, like, doing this, like, for, for our situation, mm-hmm. we... I felt like we were really getting good sleep. Like, I don't feel like, yeah. you know, we, we didn't have the... We were pretty tired, too. You know, and... I mean, we were tired, but at the well, same time... Well, that's why time, we slept better, like, is my right. point. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, it, we, we, we never had the, you know, 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. wide awake in the living room thing. Like, I don't think I ever was up one night watching TV because the baby was awake. Well, I feel bad because I know a lot of people have the sleep issue uh, and they're awake a lot. And as parents with newborn babies, they're like up a lot. And I don't really exactly know what to say. Like, that was not our experience. Is that because we... Because, well, we, we intentionally... For, well, I think one of the big things was we were right there. Yeah. So she never fully woke up either. She yeah. kind of like... Like, she, um, you know, she was awake, but she wasn't awake. And so, like, that, we were able to use that. She would nurse for a little bit, but go back to sleep pretty quickly, so. Yeah. That just reminded me of another point, and I I really want to let you talk more because you're beautiful and we all want to hear you talk and not me, but I, (laughs) another thing that made a lot of sense for me uh, was that Sophie's experience of sleep would be so much better qualitatively if she were sleeping 
in the same room, in the same bed, with the only two people on earth that she knew and trusted and felt bond with. Yeah. So, like, to remove her from that attachment uh, and, and want her to mm-hmm. sleep um, and to have to train her into sleeping in that environment away from those people versus her actually sleeping in our bed, I felt like I saw her being just the happiest, oh, she's well-rested champ. baby. She was, who was happy. Great. She didn't have to go through stress every night mm-hmm. when she had to go through that separation. Mm-hmm. She didn't have all that crying to go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, she literally got in bed. Mm-hmm. There was her mommy right there with her. There was the comfort of the milkies. Mm-hmm. And she would fall asleep. When she got hungry and woke up, there's mommy. Daddy's mm-hmm. over there. Milkies falls back into her sleep. Just the happy state of being a baby like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I want... Because that, that's like a, an environment for her, a psychological yeah. environment for her to grow in and develop in. And, like, there's research that supports that. We can talk about that another time. But, like, mm-hmm. just all that bonding and, and that environment. And so... Um, and I, I believe that's why she's been able to grow and explore her world so much, because she's not busy worrying about her safety. She's actually safe and comfortable and trusting of her support system mm-hmm. so that she can actually go out there and try and roll over and, and grab that toy At 10 and, and be happy. And like, yeah, like just the whole time I just felt like she's thrived. Yeah. Lar- and mm-hmm. it's conjectural, but, um, well, back to I kind of want to jump us. Cause I feel like a lot of people will agree with that newborn baby phase. I feel like a lot of people can be like, mm. well, they're so little, they're up all the time, but you wait till they're six months old and then what happens? Or wait till they're one and then see what happens. That bed sharing isn't going to work. So I really kind of want to just go through my story and our situation yeah. with that and just kind of how we did it because I do think that um, I, I don't think that you need to necessarily sleep train. I... Um, Well, I'm just going to share my story on that. Um, So we did the fourth trimester, which Mm. we'll talk about in another video. But um, it basically follows the premise that babies are born prematurely and there's essentially an additional trimester. So that meant for her first 12 weeks, um, she was pretty much on me or on David and um, nursed on demand, fed, like everything was on demand. And so when she hit the three month mark, that's when we entered more newborn phase. Like, you know, I feel like I see a lot of people trying to put their newborn down to get them used to not being held. We didn't do any of that until close to the 12 week mark. And, um, even then, I mean, like, we could put her down, you know, not for very long. She had a, a swing that she really liked that we could put her in. And, um, but she was still, like, she slept very well. And we, um, you know, yes, we still nursed. We nursed on demand and, um. Past the three-month mark. Past the three, yeah. past the three-month mark. And at about six months. Um, I, she was closer to one before I really did any type of bedtime with her. Um, you were working. 
nights. Um, I was watching boys, uh, two little boys at the time. So really, once they left for the day, it was just kind of her and I, and I would just kind of zone out or just kind of chill. We would watch TV. I would, you know, whatever. She would take a nap. I would shower, whatever. But at about the year mark, um, I just started taking her to bed with us. We were still bed sharing. And we would nurse, and um, I would just kind of stay in bed. And I know that for some people, they don't have that luxury. But in our Hmm. situation, I could stay in bed. And I was able to have her sleep on the bed. But then I would just go, like, towards, like, the end of the bed or a different spot on the bed and I could be on the computer I could read I could whatever but then like when she would wake up and wiggle around or whatever um I could kind of follow her cues and just kind of a lot of times it would just be putting my hand on her and she'd kind of go back to sleep and um because she just wanted to know that you were she, yeah she just yeah. wanted to know that I was nearby and that if she did wake up she was still able to get us, you know? And, um, and I think that that was huge. I think her knowing, like just growing up with that constant, they're right there, which a lot of sleep training does not provide. Um, because the whole point is that they learn to deal, deal with life without you there. Right. And so a lot of kids don't go through that with sleep training. It's just kind of like, you, you're essentially closing the door and you're like, I'll see you in the morning versus, right. you know, but, um, we didn't do that with her. And I mean, she's, she's a great sleeper. And, um, I lay down with her now at three for what, 10 minutes, maybe, you yeah. know, and, um, you know, we still nurse a little bit, mostly at night and for even that's two three minutes not very long and she goes to sleep and she stays asleep for the most part and if in the event she does wake up she just kind of comes out of the bed and comes yeah you know you know just like like she's basically like why are you guys not in bed it's bedtime right let's go right what are you doing out here like it's why are you still not in the bed but um and she's such a confident sleeper too. Like she'll just she be just, sleeping oh like just sprawled she just sprawls like, out. So flick. Y'all, we just, have it's a queen size, right? Yeah. Queen size bed. This tiny little three year old takes up a good chunk of the bed until we get in there at night and then she'll like chill out. But like Yeah, you gotta stake your <laughs> stake claim. Yeah. Like <laughs> But um but I, I guess like what I mean from this is a lot of people have this idea that if you don't if you don't do any form of sleep training you'll have this unruly monster who you know you'll Is that what it is that they'll they'll be unruly and and like a little monster? They won't go to bed, they'll be up all night long. I was like wondering like what is the point? Isn't it so that isn't it more like so that you as the adult have your time at night, like, without the kid. I mean, that's definitely... Like, I don't want to just blankly say this is why people sleep train, but I feel it's a much more adult-driven plan. Like, yes. if you need your time at night, then you need to sleep train so that your kid yeah, is on their own and you don't need to be there. I mean, yeah. That's... So, so it's adult-driven parenting, which... 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't think that's a viable... I mean, you can you can just at least own that that's what it is. Don't try to make it out like it's better for the kid. Yeah. It's not kid-driven decision-making. Mm-hmm. Uh, because kid-driven decision-making would be to be there mm-hmm. to help them You know, but I was sleep. just going to say, too, like, me spending... 10 minutes with her every night. I mean, I talk about that in bedtime routines when, with, you know, in general with most toddlers to spend a few minutes with them. So I'm not doing anything incredibly outside the norm. Right. You're, or that, I mean, minus that maybe I breastfeed for a few minutes at three, but I don't have an issue with that. And, uh, you know, like that's not a thing. Well, because it's, um, what's normal? It's the, well, (laughs) going to say it, it's not incorrect okay fine it's, we'll go with i mean that. It's, yes. it's it's legitimately beneficial <laughs> there it's not like a there, there's zero harm being done with that uh mm-hmm. other than the fact that you're you're stepping out of the popular opinion mm-hmm. and and generating hostility toward yourself as a result of right not being normal i guess but um but I, I that's just, because we've researched it and we know what we're doing well i just want to make that that point if there's somebody watching this video in one of two camps like maybe you're in the camp where you're like obviously i would never not train sleep train because blah 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 like you know we didn't sleep train either and we're not doing anything like we didn't sleep train and we're not doing anything out of the ordinary she's as far as, like, bedtime routine, ritual, or whatever. But then also, like, if you're a parent and you're watching this and you're like, I don't want to sleep train, I don't know, I feel like, you know, sleep training is my only solution. You're like, we're here to tell you, like, no. there There's other ways, you know. And, yeah, you know, with parenting in general, I think everything is something you know, everything you do as a parent, it takes time, it takes intention, it takes effort. And so what's the difference with having your toddler in your bed and maybe, you know, as they sleep, you are nearby reading, watching a show, doing whatever. How is that any different than standing outside your bait, like, you're going to spend time outside you listening to your baby cry or just stay in your bed and be near your baby when they need you. Like, either way, your time isn't your time because you're still actively... And the quality goes up when, right. you're, when you actually... When they actually do fall asleep. Uh, because they're going to fall asleep either way. Um, I think it's actually... Yeah, there's not like a net loss of time and quality right. time and, for and you that, as the adult. That's the point I make. Um, you can still get your stuff done at night. Like, we're out here filming this... Um, she's sound asleep. Yeah. Uh, and she's slept very well her entire life. Yeah. Some of the points of difference are putting her down. I think if, if you're, if you're sleep training, like comparatively, I think early on with, with being around other parents, um, the, the going to sleep part could be smoother for the sleep trained kids. Um, but the question is at what cost? And then as time went on, yeah, because, well, exactly. It's it's perception mm-hmm. because we would she just needed to be in your arms to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So is that a weakness that the baby or the young, very new toddler needed to be in her mother's arms to fall asleep when she's used to bed sharing and, and we're mm-hmm. if if we're not at home if we're out and we need to get her to sleep, mm-hmm. um, you know that's a perception thing. It's not really it's not an inconvenience to us, right? Um, you know we're just 
you're just letting her nurse in a carrier probably and then she mm -hmm. falls asleep mm -hmm. in the carrier as opposed to putting her into a bed where she'll fall asleep as a sleep trained kid um so i feel like earlier on there were points of difference like that but then as time went on uh we see more and more uh speaking of <laughs> she's walking out to see what we're doing so we're back and I don't exactly remember what line of thought we were on. I think I was probably rambling about how... We were talking about how she, you know, stays asleep and then she came out here. Yeah. But um, even that, y'all, just then, was as simple as picking her up, giving her a hug, laying her back in bed. I held her hand for, I mean, not even a minute. Yeah. Not even a minute. And she went back to sleep. You know, like, she just wanted to be sure that we were still nearby. She knew we were. She went back to sleep. No tears, no fuss, no anything. I mean, like, it was literally so fast. It was easy. She's a happy kid right now. She's great. She's sleeping well. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow she will wake up and be wide awake. And move mountains. And require that we help her move them yes. before we get our coffee started. Yes. So she's, she's good about that, though. She's good about helping you get the coffee, helping whoever's well, just, up get me the coffee. Yeah, yeah. I want to try and get up before her, honestly, so that it, it's like <laughs> good luck with cause that. Because that that help that help both of you. I mean, I kind of ultimately want to get up earlier anyway. But well, no, I just about that and, she just yeah. is an early person. Yeah, she is. But uh, yeah, anyway. she sleeps so well. Um, so. Okay, so uh, just what are some final thoughts that we have on why we did not sleep train? Basically, it's because we wanted to co-sleep. We wanted to co-sleep. Yeah, which, wanted... yeah, sorry. And I was just going to say, initially I didn't want to, but then I, I learned about what co-sleeping mm -hmm. is, why it's beneficial, how it makes sense, and pretty much any way you look at it. Mm -hmm. uh, I've, yep. never, I've, never been, I've never seen, and I'm not hiding from, the other side it's just I've, I've not been shown a reason to, to think that what we're doing is incorrect correct yeah and so same you know i i tend to want to be on the side of what's best yep and to prioritize who it's best for and that means what's best for sophie mm -hmm. not us um and and ultimately that actually doubles back because what's best for us is what's best for her Right, and and as far as like the bed sharing goes, I don't think in our situation we are sacrificing no. sleep or anything yeah, I mean, for her. Like I don't want to make like oh we're sacrificing our no. sleep, but like no, like I would we not are sleep all... as well if she were in another room. And maybe that's maybe that's just me, but I like the whole pack mentality. I, like I don't mind yeah. that her foot sometimes ends up on my face. Like <laughs> I think that's hilarious, and I I don't have any trouble sleeping. I think that you give up sleep, though, having to toss and turn around with her a little bit, you know, throughout the night. Um, but not, I mean... At least more than I do. I mean, more than you do, but, but not terrible or anything. Yeah. And and people say that, you know, and I know it's, it's the cliche thing that comes up when you're talking about co-sleeping is, well, you know, sec, the, the marriage requires that the man and the woman have a healthy sex life and the bed is where the man and the woman have their sex and so co-sleeping is a no-go because what does that do to your sex life and then the, the the common response is well if you're just having sex in your bed then you know i feel sorry, for, I feel your sorry for you right it's like there's more than one there there are more than 
There is more there than are many one places place. to have sex. Yes, and it's not always great. It's always great. <laughs> I did not mean that. <laughs> I'm cutting that. I just mean it's not always great to not have our bed available. I would. <laughs> oh no! Are you laughing at me? Oh no! I just mean it's not always preferred. <laughs> It's not always preferred to not have our bed available to us when we want to have that go down. Okay, sometimes I'm trying to make a good point here. I think, I think the point has been made. You can have a... You can have you can a very healthy marriage without the bedroom yes yes even if it's not always as comfortable i guess it's all i was i'm always comfortable well <laughs> i'm just gonna let the silence sink in on that one yeah so what better way to end the video that was a gift to all of those who made it to the end you're welcome so what else? Uh, so, what else you want to throw out there? Yeah. Yeah. That was just it. yeah. That's just like the number one objection, I guess, to co-sleeping is you're, you're giving, up, giving up your bed, and that's needed for other things. But not a problem. <laughs> you know, next objection. <laughs> so gonna say leave us a comment but i'm not sure if i want them to leave us a comment leave us the right comment now. i'm sure this is controversial i'm sure a lot of people I, are i'm sure angry out there but that's okay bring let's, it let's discuss it let's be let's use our words you know it's like daniel tiger would well, say yeah communicate you know, talk about use it your words to express your feelings and your thoughts yes. and and you can grow as a result mm -hmm. hopefully uh whether it's yeah. Let's talk about this. Yeah. Do Let's you talk about it. Leave a you, comment on what you think. Do you sleep train? Why or why not? Do you, you know? Yeah. Do you what are your thoughts share? on What do you do? Yeah. Let us know. Uh, so now you know where we where we stand and and how we sleep, um, and and a little and more than that you, you've learned. We will. We're going to see you in the next video. See you guys later. Please subscribe to the channel. Yeah. Uh, subscribe to us. And, yeah, new videos every day. Who Follow knows when us. you're going to get stuff. Stick around. <laughs> <laughs> get stuff, really. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, we'll see you in the next video. Thank you for being here. Let us know what you think in the comments. And subscribe. And bye. Bye. <laughs>